You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. What up? What up? The real coach JB here, man. Another slapdick podcast coming at you. I'm here. Uh, I'm here uh, on this fine Sunday. Football Sunday was a fun day. Let me tell you that. Football back, NFL football at least um, was watchable for the most part. You know, the, it's professional football, so. The roster is made up of professional cats that were drafted. So you got to put that in uh, perspective. Compared to JV college football, which is what it is right now, it's JV. Um, you know, we're going to get into it. A good little show. Uh, shortened version on Sunday, uh, obviously, like normal. I got to get to my 90-day Coach JV pillow talk. So... Quote of the day, man, on this fine Sunday. If it costs you peace, it's too expensive. If it costs you your peace, it's too fucking expensive. I'm just telling you. Take it from me. If it costs your peace, it's too fucking expensive. If you go if you lo- if you lose your peace of mind and you can't sleep at night, because of whatever the fuck it is you do, your job, your career, profession, school, whatever it is, it's too expensive. Leave it alone. Drop it. Leave it in the cart. Get out. I had to do it. Trust me. So this show is going to be uh, quick and short and easy, man. It's going to be interesting as I sip on my slapdick whiskey. Um, why is Russell Westbrook looking to fight fans? Like, don't fans talk shit in the regular, in real life, real arenas when we're normal? So, like, did uh, the Laker fans not talk shit to him when we played in Staples? Or OKC fans not talk shit to him when he went back there? Utah fans talk shit to everyone, so did they not talk shit to him? Like, why is it, why is that bigger than him trying to win a fucking series? You talk about a bad culture in Houston. Then you have the whole house situation where he's fucking the COVID test giver in his room. So, I mean... What a storyline that would be. COVID test taker gives COVID to Daniel House and the Rockets. All pussy ain't good pussy, dog. But you guys are worried about the wrong shit. Bad culture. I mean, you're worried about fighting. You ain't going to fight nobody, Westbrook. Come on, dog. Like, what a shit show, D'Antoni. D'Antoni is now gone because he knows how bad of a shit show it is. He resigned today. 
and they'll dismantle this shit team and they'll waste a shitload of money, which they spent on Westbrook and Covington and Harden, obviously. And they're going to waste all this money and now rebuild it. So it's unbelievable that he was worried about fighting Rondo's brother, who cuts his hair probably, probably just talking shit. It's a it's street ball anyway. It's a pickup in the park street ball. That's that we grew up on that shit, Russ. Like, why the fuck are you tripping now? Because we're in a bubble. It was comical as fuck. He went over to AD and was like, "Who brought this motherfucker?" <laughs> it's so comical, but. Houston had other plans. They had different agendas. The team's not all on the same page. Um, you know, it was a shit show. And I just don't get it. I just don't get how professionals... I don't get how professionals can legitimately piss down their leg that bad. This makes no sense. I was not on the prize. So, and it starts at the top. Maury needs to probably go. D'Antoni's gone. And let the shit show start to sink. Well, it sank. Let the the shit show get dismantled. Boston won a great game. Battle-tested Toronto. Gave it all they wanted. Um, They just, they're missing that star power. Kawhi, you know what I mean? And it, 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 what a resilient bunch. Boston Heat should be a great series. <sighs> Clippers lose again today. What a resilient fucking team Denver is, man. Kudos to them, the coach. And people don't realize it's without Will Barton. That's a huge piece, FYI, to everybody out there that don't think I know sports. Will Barton is not playing. That's a huge piece to Denver. Just imagine that. And remember, Denver fucked off possibly game two, or excuse me, game three, and could have easily won this series already. Just saying, this game, this is really, uh, even though the Clippers were up 3-1, it could have easily been the other way around. So, Lakers series will be interesting, whoever they play. I think they dominate Denver. Just because of the stigma, the head, uh, you know, I think that Denver's going to say this is just too tall of a task for us. The Clippers are who the Clippers are. I've been saying it. The Cleveland Browns are who we fucking thought they were. Baker Mayfield is who we thought he fucking was. Quit. I can't believe these people keep anointing these motherfuckers without any resume. Cleveland has been shitty for fucking 50 years. Okay, they were good with Mack and Biner and then, but fuck, they lost to Elway twice, and that was their their one shot. Bernie Kozar had his shot. They fucked it off. They are who we thought they were. Like fucking Denny Green said, man. I just don't understand it. I don't know why people keep thinking that they're this fucking going to be great because they have Odell Beckham and fucking, and and they they spent the wrong money. (laughs) 
Sometimes addition by subtraction is a fucking real thing. But what do I know, man? Um, you know, it's shitty. The Clippers are going to... The Lakers will, should all retire if they lose to the Clippers. And I don't care how good the Clippers are or they think they are. Lakers are getting rest. They deserve sick days because, you know, fucking the, the JV team took sick days. I mean, they had 30 fucking load management days. So um, it's only fair, right? So the Lakers are a little older. They need it. Um, I think the Lakers will go back big if they play either team. Um, which is they just have such a versatile lineup. People just don't understand it. And if they hit shots, nobody's going to beat them. Um, but I called the Lakers Boston. I'm sticking to it. And uh, so far, all my calls have been right. So game seven tomorrow uh, or two days from now will be interesting. Like uh, Clippers, Denver, Denver is just continuing to come back down 15, 19, 20, come back. I mean, and end up winning by 20 almost like. What they outscored the Clippers second half like sixty five to twenty five or some shit. Unbelievably resilient, man. I give a shout out to the coach. I don't care if you're coaching baseball, youth football, basketball, women's basketball, hockey. I tell everybody, one of the favorite coaches of you know my generation is Gino Ariyama. I would love to go meet, sit down with Gino, because I don't care what you coach or manage or whatever. It's it takes certain buttons to be pushed and uh gino pushes them um coach at denver's pushing them and uh you know shit what are they fucking eight no in elimination games denver is that says something man some nuts and guts in that room college football man my thoughts you know this title of this show is risk versus reward and um before the title of the show is going to be called Risk vs. Reward, and I'm going to get into that right after I pay the bills. 2020 has been a year of things happening that are completely out of our control, but there is one thing that can't control. You can control, and that's shaving your balls. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. Manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Shave your balls, man. Go get it shaved. Even my boy Brandon Lang said he'll shave him down. He won't go completely bald, but he'll shave him down a little something because, you know, he don't want to look like a baby's butt. But at the same time, girls don't want a fucking big-ass bush down there, man. This ain't fucking 70s porn. So make sure, um, listeners of this show, you guys will all get 20% off plus free shipping with the code SLAPDICK at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code SLAPDICK. My promo code, SLAPDICK. It's time to grab 2020 by the balls and shave that front trunk. Take your grooming game to the next level. Manscaped.com. Go check it out. Um, So risk first reward. So the reason I'm saying risk first reward is because you always have to Whatever scenario we're in in life, does the reward outweigh the risk? And that's how I've I've say that to my coaches forever. I say that to my players. Does the reward outweigh the risk? And is playing college football going to be rewarding? Is it going to be rewarding right now? Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it, is it, is it we're going to get rewarded. Um, 
Because like I've been saying, man, it's JV football at its best. It's the worst college football I've ever watched. I, I, I was telling everyone I wouldn't want to watch it. I watched week one some games because I wanted to see. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if BYU, I, first of all, they're going to go undefeated. But I wouldn't be surprised if they mud stomp everybody. You got to understand, there's some Mormon kids who have been on missions, who have came back, got married, had families. They're 28, 24, 30, 26 year old cats, grown men, NFL style men. Their O line is huge. They're returning. They're probably all 25 plus years old. I wouldn't be surprised if they played and beat everyone. And because they're older than everybody. Think about it though. Virginia and Virginia Tech cancel their game yesterday. So every time there's a case, COVID case, are we canceling? What a joke this JV football is. And the proof was in the games yesterday. Coastal Carolina beat the brakes off Kansas. So you're telling me a Power 5 program. They're not the only one that got their brakes breaks breed off. They're a Power 5 program that dumped $300-plus million into athletic facilities. I've been there. I've seen them. They're being built. The indoor facility is ridiculous. They're building all kinds of shit. In a couple years, this will have the best facilities in the country. And they weren't close. They didn't look even close to Coastal Carolina. They were faster. They were bigger. They were fucking better. Period. KU had nobody that looked like number 94 for Coastal Carolina. They're DN. They had nobody that looked like my running back, Shamari fucking Jones, who played running back, who got a big first down in the keys to drive, um, who played for me at Indy. I posted about it on social media. They got Puka Williams, who was the number one player. He's great. We, I recruited the hell out of him. Trust me, I know about him. But they don't do anything with him. He's a small little scat back kid in the backfield, and he's not that hard to hone in on. You got to have to move him around and keep him versatile. He's not 6'2", Rakeem Boyd, 220, running downhill. He's a little fast kid. You got to move him around and get him the ball in different situations. But anyway, what do I know? So, Coastal Carolina really dominated the game. It wasn't even close. KU's quarterback throws a good ball. A Juco kid, I think. He throws a good ball. Um, But it reminds me of college basketball now and how this COVID is going to make – JV, you know, like I said, Nick Saban even said it. It's JV football without with all the opt outs and the and the All Americans and the kids going to get drafted and and sitting out this year. But you know, Ohio State lost their best O lineman this last this over this weekend. I mean, it just keeps getting worse. Oregon's best O lineman opted out. I mean, it's JV football, and I understand announcers want to call it, and I understand it, we need it as Americans and we need sports. I get it. I got eighty five kids playing. I understand. I want them kids to play. But at what risk? Like, it's all on the kids. There's nobody else risking anything besides these kids. And um, it reminds me of college basketball parody and how college basketball is so close and evenly matched. There is no dominance with Kentucky and Duke no more. You, you know, you have teams like Loyola and fucking um, Butler and teams like this evenly matched now because there's so many kids opting out and going over to Europe or going over to the D leagues or whatever. And it's just not what it was. I'm just going to be honest. 
college basketball has been that way for a while. And I just, uh, I think this football season will be that way. And don't be surprised if that's the thing to come. That's what's going to be coming down the pipe. And the NBA one and dones and all that is what this looks like. Kids going to Europe and this is what college football reminds me of right now. And um, it's now, you know, average teams can beat for power five teams. And it was fucking proven yesterday and it will continue to be shown. Just watch. How many big power five teams lost yesterday? Arkansas State. My kid KD plays for Arkansas State. They beat K-State. Coastal Carolina beat the shit out of KU. Fucking Houston Baptist almost beat Texas Tech. You continue to have these. You're going to have these upsets. I'm just telling you. So prepare for it. The NFL was okay to watch today. A lot of missing guys, but covered up by being professional league and the rosters are all drafted guys. So it looks much more fairly matched, if that makes sense. So you got to understand that side of it. College football, it looked like kids right out of high school getting thrown into the fire and even your power five, five-star recruits, um, it just showed. It showed. And it's 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 very risky. I'm just telling you. This whole thing is risky. It's it's a shit show. And, you know, it's hard to watch if you're really a really a real deal college football enthusiast and you coached it for this long and played it and all this shit and you have an investment in it. The kid from Texas, B.J. Foster, he quits the t- game Quit the team in the third quarter during a blowout victory versus UTEP where I have a kid playing at UTEP. You spoiled little fuck. And this is more the reason why this season is setting up many, many different people up for failure. Kids, coaches, admin, fans all have the weakest excuses as to why we'll quit or walk away. You think we're soft now. Just wait until the shit is over with this COVID and see how many coaches quit this fucking profession because of these enabled soft fucks. Like this quitting. This kid just quit because he's bitching about his playing time. How privileged are we nowadays? And this COVID is just going to be the easiest fucking excuse as to why to walk away with a sad... What a sad time, man, and, and era we are in. And, and you know who I blame? I blame every fucking buddy listening that was a high school coach that allowed it, every fucking parent that allowed it, and every single person that had something to do with these kids, these babies, who had their hand in for allowing this to get this bad and this fucking out of hand. It's a fucking shame. My dad, anyone I grew up with, dad, would have beat my ass. First of all, I wouldn't even have been able to walk out of the stadium. I would have been, I would have got choked the fuck out. Not only by my dad, probably by my fucking dad's homeboy, probably by somebody that a family friend. This just wasn't allowed. And you weren't going to make a scene 
either. You were going to shut the fuck up, bite your lip, and wait until you got in the, at, to the house. And you weren't even going to bitch about it. And you ain't going to go on Twitter about it. Even though I know we didn't have Twitter. But you weren't going to go in the pa- tabloids. This has become such a fucking whiny, crybaby, bitch-made fucking profession. And it's not only college football. It's pro football. It's NBA. It's college basketball. It's baseball. They're all have been ingrained the wrong shit and they've been allowed to get away with murder and you coaches in high school youth parents at home i don't give a fuck if you're a single parent live working five jobs then don't have a fucking kid then that's your fucking excuse manage your fucking kids and you wonder why we're in such a shit show of a fucking time right now it's the babies hello it's the babies that were fucking raising this way they didn't come out the womb being disrespectful soft lazy expecting instant gratification entitled we created this monster so again i ask Does the reward outweigh the risk in playing this fucking JV college football season instead of just going out there and getting figuring this thing out and understanding what it is so we can all play again like normal and not just half the power five teams and just half the teams and no lower level teams are playing. I mean, there's thousands of kids not playing just so everybody's clear. We keep fucking glorifying this shitty ass JV Division 1 shit. But we're not fucking understanding. You you understand there's thousands of kids not playing D2, D3, NAIA, fucking that shit too? Do you understand that? So quit glorifying that shit. Media Virginia and Virginia Tech canceled because they had COVID cases. So every time there's a case, are we canceling? Like, what a joke this is. Again, because it's risky, right? That's why you canceled, right? So why are you going to try to do it? I mean, it's like, what are we doing? Tennessee canceled their scrimmage in practice. They had 44 fucking cases. Virginia Tech and Virginia canceled. They had all these cases. The kids are around kids all day long at school. Like, you understand. This is going to continue. What At what point are we going to say, you know what? The, the, the risk is outweighing the reward here. What are the rewards? Tell, help me understand the rewards of playing this season. All your great players have opted out. They're getting ready for the draft, hopefully safe. All Americans have opted out. They can come back next year with a whole nother season because the NCAA granted a fucking another year of eligibility. So why are we forcing this season to be played? I can't, I don't understand it. I don't get it, man. It's absolutely a joke. And you're using these babies as a piece of meat in the meat market. And it's unbelievable to me. And I've talked to several coaches over this weekend, four-year level guys. They don't want to play. 
they say it's a fucking joke. You can't coach. The mask you're fucking with everyone. It's a fucking joke. And you're telling me it's health over money. Shut the fuck up. Why is the Big Ten having an emergency meeting today to vote playing again? If it's such a fucking health concern. What happened? Didn't didn't we believe in science when we canceled the Pac-12 and the Big Ten just a month ago or whatever? Two months ago? But now all of a sudden, science, has the pandemic been lifted? Is there a vaccine and, and everyone's back to normal? Something I don't know. Holy fuck, man. So you're telling me that that's what the fucking deal is? So the scientists came back and the doctors and said, you know what? Good to go. We're clear. Let's go. Because they're getting to understand they're about to be broke. And then they're seeing these other schools play. And they're like, hold up. We're taking a fucking huge hit. We got a huge black eye and a black cloud hovering over our conference now. We have to play. And now the commissioner, who's a brother, is going to look be looked at as a fucking hypocrite, cowardly leader because he has been so strong with his commitment on not playing and now he's going to be forced to play by the powers that be and he possibly could resign just watch what happens if he's a guy of integrity and he wants and this stuff he'll probably resign to keep his integrity to show it wasn't my call but if he doesn't Put his foot in his fucking mouth. That's just my thoughts on this thing, man. I don't understand. I, I'm just telling you. I want to see my kids play, but I want them to save you. I want them to make sure that it's there's something that's gonna it's a reward at the end. The risk is a, is a, has a reward. It's worth the the risk. The reward is worth the risk. I just don't see it. it, it, it what are they getting out of it? And I'm still confused on. So the Pac-12 comes back in the fall. I mean, in January, and then they play who? And then for what? So they jump right in and play a season and play who? So if Alabama's undefeated, they play? Uh, this shit is a joke. No leadership, no fucking commissioner, no fucking morals. I mean, this shit is a joke. And I know I'm talking about morals, and you're talking who the fuck, look at you and what you've done. You know what? Just as you judge me, well, I'm making my own judgment on this. At least I have my fucking kids' best interest at hand. I don't give a fuck about me and what I did. Don't do the fucking crime if you cannot do the fucking time. I grew up knowing that shit. So just so everybody's clear, I know what the fuck I'm doing. Right, wrong, or indifferent, you don't agree or not. I never put a kid's risk or fucking health at risk. I never put a kid before. I never put myself before a kid. And I had every single great intention for that motherfucker to get right. And by any means necessary, I was going to do it. You don't have to understand the madness. Just appreciate the outcome. 227 guys, D1. My first kid after 20 years finally got kicked out of a four-year school. 27 in the NFL. Eight Super Bowl champs. Pro Bowl MVP. I think my resume precedes itself. Highest GPA of any junior college playing 
in the nation. Highest graduation rate. Highest retention rate. Never lost a kid. But what do I know? Never had a kid arrested that has left my program ever. But what do I know? Brady versus Breeze take. Look, it's looked like a first game in a first year at a new place. Wouldn't it be too worried? Or I'd be very worried if you are a fan of Tom Brady and the fucking Bucks. I was never high on it. I didn't think they were going to go fucking 16 and 0. And I didn't think he was going to throw 10 touchdowns a game. He had two picks, a pick six. He his arms looked average for the last few years. Um he's still savvy, he's smart, he's witty, he's a winner. But I've had these in-depth conversations. He's not my top five quarterback of all time. Um, And obviously, at that level, when the talent is very even, coaching plays a big role, correct? I've always said coaching's overrated. I've always said Jimmy's and Joe's beat X's and O's. The college level, the high school level, those things are true. In the NFL level, it's so competitively close talent-wise at every position. There's a reason Belichick's won this many times. Now, I still don't believe he wins this many if he's in an AFC West, AFC South. Um, AFC North. I just don't think he's been in the weakest conference for the longest time. And Tom Brady flourished in that. The Bills, the Dolphins, and the Jets are not the most formidable opponents for the last 20 years of Tom Brady's career. It's unfortunate that Tom Brady will be judged on a shitty year in a great conference this year while he's 43 years old. That's the unfortunate part of it, and it's unfair because he chose to play the game he loved, leave New England, take a shot at it, is the grass greener, is the sky bluer, is the water wetter? He's going to find out just like the next seg. The segue he's going to talk about is, is he really the guy or is Belichick the guy? <sighs> Listen, there's been a lot of fucking coaches that have left Belichick. And have done nothing at the next level. And I tweeted about it today. Just watching the game and and, 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 and those type of things. And it there's not there's a shitload of coaches, okay, that have gone on to leave his program, his 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 organization, and have done nothing as the head coach. Then I got people. Well, he Nick Saban. Uh, what about uh, Brian Flores? What about uh, Vrabel? 
What about Josh McDaniels? He's back. I said head coaches. That <laughs> Vrabel's been a head coach for six fucking minutes, and he beat Belichick one-on-one one time. Let's see him do it for fucking three, four, five years. Brian Flores has been a head coach for two minutes. Calm the fuck down. Let's talk about Josh McDaniels. He was fucking horrific as a head coach and had to come back to his mama's titty to find security. Comfortable. Had to be comfortable again. Where do I go? I go back to sucking on my titty. He needs mama's milk. Head coaches are very special. They have what's called the it factor. I've been telling you guys this, and not everyone can do it. Further proving my point that this is a who you know business, not what you know. It's a recyclable fucking profession. Cats get recycled, mostly white coaches. Just let's be honest. And if Bill Belichick's not endorsing him, they don't get the job. Romeo Crennel, love him as a D coordinator. My buddy worked for him. Great human. Didn't deserve to be a head coach. Wasn't ready. Was horrible. Al fucking grow. Horrible. Josh McDaniels, horrible. Just so we're clear, he calls the offense mostly. Bilicek okays everything. Bilicek literally is critiquing him on each series as he's calling the offense. I know firsthand, trust me. And he's similar to Pete Carroll in that regard. He's going to okay the call. Let's make sure you understand. That's the genius of Belichick. That's why he's the greatest. Eric Mangini. Remember that fucker? Horrible. Nick Saban. Remember he tried to come to the NFL? Horrible. He's a college coach. He needs to stay in college. Pete Carroll's one of the only to do both and succeed in both levels. That's why I put Pete Carroll as my top five coaches of all time. Jim Schwartz. Just the name Jim Schwartz. Tells you that he's a fucking slap. He's a good dude, actually, but I'm just, he's not a head coach. Was horrible. Bill O'Brien. People say, well, he took over a Penn State program. That's a, oh, I'm sorry. He took over Penn State and made $8 million. Shut the fuck up. He took over Penn State. I don't give a fuck if Joe Paterno was fucking kids in the ass. I give a fuck. Trust me. I don't give a fuck that he took that program over. His bad. You, you want me to feel sorry for him taking that over? So did, so did James Franklin. So what are, what are you saying? What did, what did Bill O'Brien win at Penn State? What has he done in Houston? And he's the fucking GM. The same title that Pete Carroll has, just so you know. Pete Carroll's been to two, won one, should have won two. Much better talent around his team. Much more structured. Better in working environment. What can you say? Brian Flores, like I said, he just busted his first nut. Let's give him time. I love, I like the guy. I, I think he, hopefully he does great. 
But unfortunately, this is just a repeatable fucking deal, and he'll be out of the head coaching job. I, I mean, hopefully I'm wrong, but two years, you know. Now the Judge character is, you know, Joe Judge is with the Giants. He's another, uh, uh, you know, guy. Um, Matt Patricia. Let's get to this fat fuck. You know, you know, Belichick's got the sweater, short sleeve. This fucker wants to be his, have his pencil in his hat and, 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 and all that. I think that he's worried about that pencil more than he is. Just so we're clear. The Lions fired Jim Caldwell when he went nine and seven. Pat Matt Patricia is now nine and twenty-three and one. What my point is, I'm not gonna talk about all the other coaches, man. My point is it's like a young college guy, an intern being at Alabama with Saban. You need to be a fly on the wall, shut the fuck up, bust your ass, soak everything up. Take a, I, w- I would have a recorder in my, in my pocket, you know, not to catch dirt like these soft enabled fucks, but to learn. I'd record that shit. I'd go home every day and I'd make a fucking vi- audio, audio fucking notebook every single day if I was those young coaches at Alabama. Young coach at, 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 at Seattle Seahawks. I would do those things, but that's perfecting your craft. What was Matt Patricia and all these other fucks doing while they were there under Belichick? Maybe that shows either A, Belichick's just a micromanager who was just, it's this is the deal. You're just a bunch of fucking puppets in my show, and I'll get you guys head jobs because of who I am, and that's the profession in the business. Just so you know. There's a lot of truth to that statement, and it could happen, and it does happen. Number two, you just got coffee, and you were the figurehead with the title, and Belichick controlled it all and ran it all. I have some insight on that, too. There's very true possibilities and very a lot of truth in that statement. Having said those things, and if those things were true, you still were there and got to see this man operate on a daily basis. And people say, well, he don't have the same control. Listen, you either have it or you don't. There's excuses like, or like assholes, man. Everybody got them. You got billion-dollar owners with billion-dollar money. The same draft picks. Just so you're clear, Belichick drafts a bunch of average motherfuckers when it comes to what stock they are in the draft he don't get too many high towers in the draft but he fucking is developing them like a good college coach should be doing and he's getting every single ounce out of the dude and he puts his teams in great positions to win have you ever seen new england get blown out have you ever seen him down big besides the super bowl and it came back obviously you don't really see them getting dominated and they're always in within arm's reach. That just tells you, that just says so much about a coach. Just, they're so fucking in tune to what they're doing. Everyone's bought in. That place is a machine. 
It doesn't matter who the fuck leaves or comes in. That continue that machine continues to operate as if it never missed a beat. Because of the leadership and the culture that's been established by that man. And the autonomy he's been given by craft. Regardless if he's getting jacked off at massage parlors or not. It's a result-oriented business. This dude is the is basically the king of the profession. That's why he's the highest paid. That's why he does subway commercials now. And that's why I have a problem with his assistants leaving and, and getting these jobs because Bill Belichick said they're worth it. And you're going to believe what he says because of what he's done. But now is that word becoming bullshit? And is that another Bill Belichick ploy to put average coaches out there so he can beat up on them? Yeah, he'll lose to a Brian Flores one time and a Vrabel one time. Don't be surprised if New England gives fucking people fits this year. And don't be surprised if he if he told those because they had the most opt outs. Okay, why is that so ironic? Like I, I, I be, between his gates, all his fucking spy gate, ball gate, deflate gate, all this shit, film gate, and between that and the opting out of so many cats, don't be shocked if he did it on purpose. And it's a bigger ploy because he knows. He might say, oh, I'm going to coach five more years. This year's a wash because we'll start over next year when this thing's figured out. And I'll bring my guys back. Because I'm just telling you, I think he could have kept those guys there if he wanted to, Hightower and them. You know, they had like 12 opt-outs. Fuck, no other team's even close. Just ironic to me. Seems like, you know, it's, it's like Yoda out there with fucking average dudes. He's mind-fucking everybody. I don't know. Who knows, man? I'm just talking, drinking a little slap dick. But you got to agree. It's real interesting. And I just can't believe those coaches haven't done better than what they've done when they've left him. It just blows my mind. So I don't know, man. Um We'll see. Um, we'll see how it goes. And, you know, I mean, I would love to see, you know, a, a coach that left his program do well, but it just hasn't happened. And I'm just curious on what the fuck they were doing, why they were there. That's all I posted on Twitter. But, you know, of course, I'm going to have all these haters. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. But anyway. Become a member. I'm getting this YouTube thing figured out. Just give me some time. Um, I, uh, I'll i begin my coaching. I'm going to start marketing this coaching deal I'm doing. And um, once I get that going, that my membership to that um, channel, then I'll be marketing that this week. And like I said, I want to start it this week. And um, once I get that going, um. I'll market it, and like I said, it'll be a, I'm doing a coach's clinic an hour, three times a week, 
and we're breaking it down. I'm finishing up the agenda. We're breaking it down from the scratch to the to the. I'll get from novice level to to NFL level. And so, for all you coaches out there that listen, you want to become a member, nineteen ninety nine a month. You get all inclusive. Plus, you'll get video. You'll get all kind of different perks. Plus, I'll have a bunch of giveaways of different shit. It'll be worth it, man. Twenty bucks a month, shit. You spend that at fucking Starbucks every week, every day. So, shut the hell up. Um. Hey, man, enjoy your Sunday. The Rams and the Cowboys are, are, are I think, in the third quarter. Um, that's how up to date I am on this podcast, man. So this shit will be up live um, before um, the game ends, I believe. And they're at the new SoFi Stadium, which is unbelievable. Uh, I go by there a lot. $5 billion place. Um, and, uh, there's, you know, there's 1140 left in the fourth. It's 2017 Rams. And um, and so go finish watching that game and see what happens. And, uh, hey, man, it's been a great day. It's a great day to have a great day. And uh, hopefully you guys are safe out there and you guys can uh, get through this fucked up year. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, you guys listen to my coach's uh, – Coach JB Pillow talk tonight on my 90 day fiance rant. I'm going to talk to shit about Colty trying to do fucking high knees. Hey man, it's the real coach JB. Stay safe. I'll see you guys Wednesday. I'm back on YouTube and on the podcast. Peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Let's find a guy, man.